Welcome to the Simple Faith Podcast, exploring authentic Christianity for normal people. My name is Dave Betts, and together with my wife, Sherea, we're going to explore all the things that make our faith what it is. From looking at the big picture of the Bible to exploring the tough questions that might be getting in the way of your relationship with God. We're not going to use unnecessarily churchy language, and we're not pretending that we have all the answers. And the best bit, we'll never take more than 30 minutes of your time each week. We want to keep it simple and hopefully have some fun along the way. Thanks for joining us. On this week's episode, we talk about what it looks like to be a New Testament church in the 21st century. Welcome back to the Simple Faith podcast. And this week we have a very special privilege. We have uh, my friend, my mentor, my colleague, well, colleague about five months ago, I guess, uh, Dave Rogers, who is uh, one of the elders and leaders at Ascot Life Church in the UK. Uh, Dave, it's good to see you. It's great to be here, Dave. Thanks for having me. Today, we have a pretty exciting conversation from my point of view, because it really was birthed out of some conversations that that you and I have had. It's a vision that you've had as a church for a while. And uh, for context for our listeners, uh, I joined your church in, what was it, August 2018 for uh, one year and nine months. And uh, we, we moved to England with plan to spend some time with my family and uh, we had the privilege of being able to serve at, at Ascot Life Church for, for that time, for the best part of, of two years before we moved back to Canada, which was what, about four weeks before we started the Simple Faith podcast. So Dave, one of your visions is to be built on a New Testament pattern of church engaging with our 21st century culture. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but I wonder if we could just get to know you a little bit. So Dave, who are you? Thanks, Dave. Um, as you say, we've worked together uh, for about two years uh, recently and before you guys moved back to Canada, but we've known each other for uh, 12 years, I think, uh, yeah. as I was, I was a youth worker working in the Bracknell and Ascot area, and you were a part of a worship band at yeah. a church nearby. Uh, I think even may not have even been a Christian at that time. But, I wasn't a Christian um, at that time, which is crazy. But, but isn't it amazing how God uh, works things uh, together? He draws people in. His, his gospel is full of grace and kindness, and that's what draws people in. So we got to know each other a little bit 12 years ago, and, and our paths crossed uh, throughout some things. So, so we've known each other for a long time, and I've been in the Ascot area for uh, 20 years now, and part of Ascot Life Church for that long. Uh, my wife, Em, and I got married in the year 2000. Uh, I was very clever in the fact that I was married in the year 2000 because I will never, ever forget um, which year and how many years we've been married because I just look at the year we're in and take off the two <laughs> O at the front. So that's worked pretty well uh, for me. And so we, we live in Ascot. I'm one of the pastors, elders at Ascot Life Church. Uh, em and I have two sons, Zachary and Joseph. Uh, they bring us much joy and challenge and laughter and tears and um, banter as well. So they're both heading towards their teenage years now. So it's good to uh, learn and be a dad to them as well as a pastor in the local community. Mm, that's great. Uh, just a quick word on Dave's kids. Um, <laughs> Shreya and I have house sat for Dave and babysat for the guys. Not really, I guess, childminding is probably a better better word. But um, 
they are just the most hilarious kids. The eldest is, you know, a bit more brooding and serious, but he's got a good, wicked sense of humor. And the youngster is one of the most eccentric human beings you'll ever meet in the world. <laughs> Extrovert doesn't even begin to describe where he's at. Um, so as an interim uh, children's worker at Ascot for a, a few months, he he was fun. Let's just say that he was fun to have in our in our kids' work. So, Dave, one of the things that you have done really well at Ascot is that you have collectively with the elders, you've built a culture of openness, of family, and all the things that really Shreya and I have been talking about over the last few weeks. A lot of what we see is inspired by what we saw at Ascot Life Church, and so we want to commend you for that and and just say, Dave, you, you and uh, the elders are doing a stunning job of uh, building a church that looks like what the Bible teaches. And that's that's amazing. That's a really good thing. And we've been building up, we've talked about performance culture in the church and we've talked about legalism. Today, we want to talk about being a New Testament church in the 21st century. And like I say, you are the one who kind of gave that phrase to me and Sharia, that's where we got that phrase from. So I wonder if you could maybe speak to that a little bit. Why is your vision to be a New Testament church in the 21st century? That's a great question, Dave, because I, th- I think that's really come out of uh, looking and studying the scriptures together as a, as a leadership and also recognizing that culture changes um, around us. So the culture that we live in now in the 21st century is different to the culture that was there um, 2000 years ago when the early church was formed and developed. Uh, particularly around that sort of around Israel and Rome and and those sort of big cities in the Middle East. And you just get this sense that how we do church has to be based on what we believe to be true of how Jesus set up church in the first place. So that's so let's start with our starting point of the New Testament church bit, because we want to always want to be always want to be a church that is uh, word based and spirit filled. And we get that from the scriptures, from the word, from the New Testament. We see that throughout the whole Bible. In the beginning, it was the, the word was with God and the spirit hovered over the, over, the, over the waters, as it were, so that we know that the word and spirit have always been together. And so when you want to be a church that's based on the word of God and true to the scriptures, true to the writings you see, then when you look at how you do church, that's where you go. And so you go to to the, the Bible and the church itself didn't come into existence until Jesus set it into motion. So that's why we use the, the phrase New Testament church is because the part of the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, we find the pattern of the church in the New Testament. We find Jesus working with his disciples and then launching them into the church, being the church what that looks like. We see um, the accounts of that. We see what Luke writes in Acts about the early church in Acts 2, particularly. And if you're looking for verses, Acts 2, 42 to 47, we see that in action. And so we also, as we studied, as we prayed, as we looked, we've also had 2,000 years of human intervention (laughs) into the church, if I'm honest. And what we what we see in the New Testament is not like a, a beta version of the church, not a test pattern for the church. It is the church that Jesus founded and designed. And it might have been new, but it wasn't like, let's do a test for the next 2000 years to see what church looks like or should look like. This is the way that God instituted it. 
And so that's why we use that phrase. We want to be a New Testament church and looking at the scriptures, looking at what Paul writes, looking at all those things together of what that might look like. That's why we use that phrase. And sometimes people have questioned us. They've said, so you want to be a 21st century New Testament church. Does that mean you don't like the Old Testament? Well, firstly, I'm not sure quite how you got to that assumption from a phrase like like that, but um, absolutely, absolutely not. We love the whole of the scripture of God, the whole of, uh, of God's breathed out word to us. But the pattern for the church is in the New Testament. <laughs> So that's why we go um, into there. And, and then when it comes to the culture, as I say, the culture is shifting all the time. And we're not trying to make the Bible or the word of God relevant. We're not trying to make the gospel relevant. The gospel and the word of God and the truth of scripture is relevant, no matter the culture of the time. What we're trying to do as a church is connect with our current culture. And so that's where a 21st century New Testament church was, was sort of birthed in our phraseology and in the, in the way we, we talk. And it's become sort of the foundation of our vision. So we've got other vision statements, other vision phrases, part of which you were involved in helping shape when you were part of us. But that foundation of we want to build church on a New Testament pattern, connecting with the culture that we live in. And, and let's be honest, the 21st century culture is going to change before we hit the 22nd century. <laughs> um, and there are different subcultures within cultures as well. So you've got how a millennial culture would understand things, uh, Gen Z coming through and how people understand things. So we're constantly looking at how do we connect with our culture based on that biblical pattern that we see in the New Testament. Yeah, Dave, that's that's so good. And um, what I'm primarily hearing is that it's it's a cultural decision. It's recognizing the culture of the day and saying, actually, there's aspects, there's parts of the, the New New Testament church, the early church that is, it transcends culture. And so it's trying to recognize which bits transcend culture and which, which bits are dependent or reliant on culture. Am I, am I hearing that right? Does that? Yeah, I think, I think what we'd say is the word of God and the pattern that we see in the, in the Bible of the, of the early church isn't um, dictated to by culture. It can work in every culture. Yeah. And I think that's the wonder of the church is that if churches do it well, <laughs> they understand that culture changes, but the truth doesn't. You've got something that's not changing, uh, some foundations and some principles and some truths that don't change. But this ever-changing culture, it makes you much more aware of the things you need to shift and the things that you won't shift. But how you do those things that you don't shift does change. <laughs> Does that make sense? So the truth yeah. doesn't change, but the approach might change, for example, yeah. in connecting with the culture. So David, at this point, I want to ask you a, a tricky question. And I want to be clear, I'm not setting you up here to, to be negative or anything like that. But the fact that your statement is that you're built on a New Testament pattern of church engaging with our 21st century, to me, that implies, possibly rightly or wrongly, it implies that potentially some churches don't get that balance right. Now, is that a fair a statement? And if that is a fair statement, how in the most loving way possible can you explain that sometimes maybe churches miss that? It's a good question because I think I want to be really careful of when you say something positively, there's often the default position of if you're, you're basically downplaying everything else. And we want to be a people as a church. We want to say things positively. We want to say who we are. And we're, we're not massively in, into 
dis- disagreeing and discussing where we think other people are have got it wrong. However, as I said earlier, we have had 2,000 years of history since the early church was instituted for humankind to get their hands all over the church, if I'm honest. And there are things, as we've seen through history, um, you, you look at all the stuff that happened through the Reformation and the, the restoration of of the whole understanding of grace and faith and those things. And they were doing things that we would see that aren't in the Bible even. And then there are other aspects uh, through time. As I said earlier, again, we want to be a church that is um, full of the spirit of God, as well as true to the word of God. And so what has happened um, as an observation is throughout history, there's often been a polarization or a shift to one or the other of those outliers as it were word or spirit rather than word and spirit and how we have done church has moved away from potentially of this is how we do it because this is truth from the word to this is how we feel like we should do it because we're much more led by our feelings and Mm. in inverted commas the spirit and i'm not saying people aren't led by the spirit in those ways however the word of god gets diminished the other side of it is the word of God gets promoted to such a place at the detriment of being a people full of the spirit of God that actually it becomes dry and judgmental and people don't want to connect. And then we talk about the culture side of it as well. And then you're trying to be a church, say you're a church that's full on in the word of God. Like I believe we are (laughs) full on in the word of God, but at the neglect of the spirit and maybe graciousness and love. (laughs) How does that connect with a world that is so crying out for love and grace and acceptance and forgiveness when all they feel is judgment on the other side of it if you're a church that is fully embracing the work of the spirit but downplaying maybe the scripture saying oh well, that was written for a time 2000 years ago and it's not so relevant to today and i'll take that bit but i don't like that bit actually we're also living in a culture that is crying out for truth because the culture of the day says there is no absolute truth but deep inside every one of us, there is something I believe that says, I'm not sure I believe that. I think there probably is some truth. And so when you're trying to connect with the culture, as the church, we need to be so clear that we are based on the New Testament, the biblical picture of church, understanding of the word of God, the work of the Holy Spirit that didn't cease when the Bible was finished being written and the apostles all died out, but this work that continues. Um, And so culture, again, connecting the to the culture so that the gospel can impact lives is at the heart of everything we're doing. Otherwise, why would we do it? Because we're not here just to build clubs and pat ourselves on the back. We're here to bring this amazing, extraordinary message of the gospel of grace and of love and of forgiveness to a broken world. Uh, So those are the, the drivers. And so, yeah, I do think some churches have erred either way and that's not how I would do it, but I'm not going to criticize them because those churches are part of our family. They're part of the God's God's family of the church. And we want to cheer them on when they're doing well. But we also want to, by example, I think is the best way. By example, say, this is how we feel we can do it. And if you see something in us that you like, then that's great. And and we're just going to keep doing what we feel God has called us to do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, think, I think there's merit in calling out cultural trends when it's not specific. And, and that's something that we've 
we would agree on that we have been very careful not to point out specific things uh, or specific churches because I think that is detrimental. I think if you're pointing out kind of broad trends and and ideas, I think that can be helpful to help, you know, steer the greater ship that is is the church, I guess. Um, so now, Dave, you mentioned Acts 2, uh, 42 to 47. That is a huge, huge passage for uh, understanding what the church should look like. So I'm just going to read it. I'm reading the ESV version. It says this, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. That's a great picture of what uh, church could look like. I guess, Dave, what I would like to ask you, I have two questions for you. And the first one is this. What does it look like today when we get that right, when we are a New Testament church in the 21st century, like practically speaking? I think first and foremost, it looks and is genuine. So there's a genuine family love towards each other. Um, and that comes out, as you see later on in those verses you uh, read about, they were selling their possessions and belongings to those who had need. Uh, they were they were giving to each other. They were spending time in and out of each other's houses, breaking bread uh, and these uh, these kinds of things. There was sharing food, glad and generous hearts. So there's that sense, first and foremost, of they loved being together. And if, if you turned up to Ascot Life Church or any church that understood this and it looked like people weren't enjoying being together, that, that's not what's happening. But if you see a, a bunch of people who love being in each other's company, who, who are looking out for those who are on the margins, who are caring for those who are in need, who are encouraging those who are doing well and who are not doing so well, uh, I think that's the first hallmark of this kind of church. Now, that, that can happen all over the place. That can happen in lots of communities, not just the church. And so then you've got that distinctive that suddenly appears. So let me give you an example. When I um, was a younger pastor, I'd often say one of the USPs of the church is community, fellowship, or the Greek word koinonia, which means it's doing life together in an amazing way. And I'd preach and say, this is really unique to the church. And then my boys started school, became a governor, and started meeting a different community. And I suddenly realized community wasn't a USP of the local church. Mm, There's something else. And what is that something else? That something else is devotion to the apostles' teaching, which if you break it down, what, the, what had the apostles just spent three years doing? They'd been spent time with Jesus. So what they were doing is they were teaching Jesus. So they were devoted to the teaching of the apostles about Jesus and his ways and his, his commands and his instructions that would have been ringing in their ears. They were devoted to breaking a bread. Now, you don't do that at the local school gathering. Why do you break bread? Well, you do that to remember Jesus, breaking bread, looking forward to the day that he's going to return. And then the other thing you see is they were devoted to prayer. And this was a community that prayed together, that encouraged one another uh, and, and saw God doing amazing things. And then 
it says, and awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Again, the Holy Spirit was present. Signs and wonders were done. People were healed. People were set free from things that had held them back. And awe came upon every soul who was looking. People were just like, wow, this is amazing. This is, this is awesome seeing what God is doing here. And then right to the end, and the Lord added to the number day by day, those who were being saved. At the end of the day, this is about salvation. This is about people's lives being transformed. And so when you go into a local church, you want to see a people who like each other and love each other. You want to see a place where the word of God is proclaimed and Jesus is taught and spoken much of. You want a place where the spirit is experienced uh, and you want a place where you see people's lives being changed. And the reality is that is messy. So it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be professional. It's not going to be performance. It's going to be family. I think family would be the word that I would use to describe the church. Um, it's a body that's working together as is described by Paul. Everyone pulling to do their part to make the thing work. And so I think that's what I would expect to see in a New Testament patterned church. And then you've got that other aspect of it that then connects that to the culture which isn't necessarily the why, but it's the how you do that stuff um, as you as you work that through. Yeah, and that, it fills me with excitement talking about this stuff. It's This kind of reminds me of our days in the office where we would talk about this uh, with Simon, who was one of our other guests on the show uh, a few months back now. And it just, it, it, I don't know about you listeners, but it fills me with excitement imagining a church like this. You did a really great job of working through that that passage and, and highlighting what that could look like. There's there's one thing I want to mention as well in verse 47. You know, it talks about doing all those things that the church talks about and then praising God. But this is what's really interesting. It says, and having favor with all the people. And I, I think there's something really powerful about doing church the way God has called us to, even though it doesn't seem like it in this world, in this, in this culture that we're in now, I believe that it will bring us favor by being honoring to God because God is with us. And if God is with us, who can be against us, right? We, we know that. So my, my final question to you, because that is an amazing vision of the church, uh, Acts 2 verses 42 to 47, it, it's a phenomenal vision of what the church could look like. And of course, there's questions about what that would look like. And Dave, you did a great job of raising, you know, the cultural dynamic in that. But the question I have for you is, what do you see as the greatest challenge to us being a church like the Acts 2 church? Uh, that's a great question, Dave. And I think as, we, um, as we've talked, even just this afternoon, as we've thought about this, I think one of the biggest challenges to being a, a church based on a New Testament pattern is the thing that we're trying to work out as a 21st century New Testament church. And that is the culture itself. I think our biggest danger is being dictated to by the culture of the time rather than influencing it. Uh, and so that would be my biggest um, challenge is how do we, how do we bring the truth? How do we do this church thing? How do we love one another devotion to the, the word of God of people for the spirit of God? How do we uh, share lives together in and out of each other's homes through prayer, etc. when the culture of the time is seems so antagonistic towards churches and the gospel. And the, the danger is to get people in, we become like the culture of the time of the age rather than the church that is part of the kingdom of God. 
And so I, I just think that's the biggest area of wariness that I have. And for an example, uh, one example would be when it comes to the word of God. You want to be people of the word of God devoted to the apostles' teaching, as it says in Acts 2. Well, there's some stuff in the Bible that's quite uncomfortable. And it's particularly uncomfortable in today's culture. I know you've looked at some of these things in the podcast over over the past weeks. There are some, some work, truth that we believe as Christians that is a challenge to a world where they would say there's no truth. And so the danger is to try and reach people because of a fear of people not wanting to listen. We, we say something like, well, to make it fit with the culture. And so we're accepted. We will, we like those bits of the Bible, but we don't like those bits. So we're not going to preach those bits. or we're not going to talk about those bits or we're going to change our mind on those bits so that we're liked and people can come to know Jesus. To be honest, uh, if we did that, it's game over for the church. And that raises some of my concerns I shared earlier with, with some churches sucking the culture in and being dictated to by culture rather than being dictated to quite rightly by the word of God, which influences what we do, which, cha- which challenges us, but it is also life bringing. And like I said, right at the beginning, we don't need to make the word of God relevant. It is relevant. It is truth. It is life changing. And we just need to pray for the Holy Spirit to impact people's lives. As we outwork this picture of the church, I believe people will look in and they will see us in all of our imperfection. And I think that whole thing of integrity and realness is such a massive thing of today's culture. Uh, they want People want pastors who are normal <laughs> people who make mistakes, but learn from them and move on. And so we need that integrity, that openness, that realness. And I believe that as we do that, as you said earlier, people will look on and say, wow, wow, I want some of that because they, the church has gained the favour of all those who are looking in. And as a result, people are coming into the family of God. People are joining the kingdom of God as they're saved. Mm, absolutely. That's so good. Dave, it has been a pleasure to have you on the Simple Faith podcast. Um, it's great to find any excuse to connect you into whatever we're doing and um yeah it's a privilege to know you 12 years can you believe 12 years it's crazy dave 12 years ago dave was uh he i think he got my youth pastor hanging from a, a wooden cross actually which something like that that's yeah, true yeah. Like that. That, so that was the first thing i met a time i met dave and and here we are now um dave i love your your passion for the church and i love your vision for the church and I know that it's greatly impacted um, the ministry of both me and Sharia. We, we are so grateful for that. So thank you. Um, we'll be in contact very soon. We always seem to stay in contact because, you know, we like you really. <laughs> but for you at home, uh, that's the end of this episode, looking at uh, being a New Testament church in the 21st century. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to see some uh, show notes, head to simplefaithpodcast.com. Uh, next week, we haven't quite decided what we're going to look at, but we're thinking we may look at some questions from our listeners. So if you have any questions and you uh, want to get them in, do feel free to send those in. Uh, you can connect with us also on Facebook and Instagram at Simple Faith Podcast. And that is it from us. Uh, have a wonderful week and we will see you very soon. Bye.